Somali Mormon Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. And welcome back, guys. It's been a hot second. Slash, it's only been a week, but in my mind, it's been a really long time. I know. We miss you guys. We miss chatting. <laughs> <laughs> miss chatting. I mean, poor Katie. She has to listen to me vent for like 40 minutes before we actually even record. <laughs> so, bless you. Bless you, Katie. No, I love also, it. Also, <laughs> it was Katie's birthday yesterday. Ah, it was my birthday. Happy birthday. And thank you to the listeners who... Uh, wished me a happy birthday because Sarah was so sweet and posted it on there and surprised me. So (laughs) thank you. You all made me very happy. I know. I was so touched because of the time difference. um, Just to fill you guys in, like I woke up to these messages and I was like harassing Katie. I was like, check your Instagram. Because I was like so anti. I'm like a little kid. I was like, she's got to open them. She's got to open them. Like, I want to see what they say, but I can't open them before her. It was so. pretty funny. Yeah, I woke up at six o'clock to a message from Sarah. Check in, check in, <laughs> But then I checked like, and it was lovely. <laughs> it's an obsession to have. I love birthdays. Like, I love them. And so, whenever it's someone's birthday who's close to me, I just want to go all out because that's. I think it's because growing up, birthdays weren't a big deal in my house. Like, it was oh. like, oh, yeah, happy birthday. And to this day, my brother's like, forget my birthday. Oh, my dad doesn't even know how old I am type oh, shit, you know. So I'm always like, it's a birthday. We're going to go all out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love birthdays, too. They're, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, so there's that. Um, do we have any announcements corrections things that we need to do Mm. i can't remember Uh, well i'm sure there are corrections but i can't think of them at the (laughs) moment anything that comes out of my mouth should be a correction let's be honest um yeah but we're going to continue our like mental health uh kind of series i guess we'll continue that later we're just gonna take a break from that today to sort of space it out a bit but just for listeners if who are interested we're gonna keep doing those and reading more of your responses just not in this episode yes exactly good thing that you brought that up and also i posted um a question for you guys today just like you know what topics you want to hear in the future oh sorry i have heartburn slash burp going on that's attractive um (laughs) And one of them is our, our lovely guest we had on the show, Lisa. And she just said part two. Oh, meaning yeah. Meaning her second part we- um, to her episode. So, yeah, that would be great. And that's also touching on mental health but from the perspective of a missionary, which I think is really fascinating and something else that we should talk about as well and bring attention to. So give us your suggestions because we have, we have lots of material and content. I mean, it's the Mormon church. We could talk for literally years on this shit but um if you guys have anything that you want to hear more i don't know like sooner than later because we just kind of follow our own schedule let us know let us know and we can get to it yeah um i think that's i think that's it it. yeah oh nope another one which you you probably I'm like stuttering like hell today. <laughs> okay, give you guys a side note. I had two interviews today, so I've been fake talking for like 
three hours in total. So I'm sorry that that's now coming off in the podcast <laughs> of me being like, I'm the perfect candidate for this role because of the following reasons and smiling nonstop because hey, they're you. video calls now, not old school call you on the phone, but not. Nah, we got to do fucking Skype calls now and Zoom. Who's even heard of Zoom? I haven't I've never heard of even Zoom. Heard of that. No. Yeah, that's a new one. Had to do. Anyways, uh, posted about this too. Guys, we are like three followers away from a thousand. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I know. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I know that we're like nerding out about it, but Katie and I were talking about before this episode that like when we first started this podcast, we were like so excited to have like 50. We're like, oh my God. <laughs> right. <laughs> 50 followers yeah. and now it's not even been a year and we have almost a thousand so thank you much love to everyone who's shown support and encouragement and love and I'm just so damn proud of our community that we have you know yeah. like I'm really proud of this Me so too. thank you yes thank you thank you and now I'll stop being awkwardly nice and like let's talk about our <laughs> our topic our, do you want to introduce it Sarah I do. So, guys, this week we're going to talk about how to officially, I can't even say it, <laughs> how to officially leave the church, leave as in the Mormon take your name church. off the records. Yes, officially resign, how to do <sighs> it and what that entails and what led us to actually do it. Exactly. So I don't know if, Katie, you want to go first, you want me to go first, I don't care. Yeah, I can just kind of, um, I'll start, because I think mine's pretty short. I can kind of keep it concise. Um, so for me, with resigning, I, because I stopped believing in it a long time ago, and I was inactive, um, probably by the time I was like 21, I was fully inactive and, um, but so, but I never resigned and I was still around my family and it was kind of this awkward limbo where I think they thought it was just a phase and I'd come back. Um, and I wasn't really ever that bothered by people around me, but I was still in the Mormon community, you know, so I still was interacting just regularly with Mormons because I lived around mm-hmm. all Mormons. So it wasn't that that strange. But then uh, when I moved, so I moved to Arizona about, what was it, uh, almost four years ago. And when I moved, <clears throat> it was about a month after I'd moved. And I started getting emails and calls um, like nonstop from people in my ward. And I was trying to be nice, you know, because I, I guess I was supposed to be in this ward or whatever. But of course, I'd never gone to the ward. I didn't even know where the, you know, where the church house was. Um, and <laughs> so I was be- trying to be polite back to these people because they mm-hmm. they would kind of like, they, they would be nice to me, but I could tell that they were wanting to invite me to things and they'd tell me about events or like social activities. And I I was telling this lady, she was the Relief Society president. I told her like, you know, I'm I'm honestly cool with being your neighbor and your friend if you ever want to meet for, I, I would say coffee, but you know, hot chocolate, whatever. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I'll, and if you ever need anything, so, you know, we can be friends, but I'm going to be completely honest with you that I don't believe in this and I'm not, I have no intention of coming to church or coming to any activity. And she was, she was seemingly cool and it was fine. And, but then it was like the very next week, it just kept continuing. And I kept getting these emails from like the people at inviting me to do things in the, uh, I think it was even still like the single adults ward, which like, I'm not single, but whatever, I'm not married. (laughs) So to them, I'm single. Um, (laughs) So I finally had to respond to the person who was emailing me and said, please take me off this email list. Like, I've asked you, I've told you that I'm not interested. Please take me off the list. Um, And that eventually happened. They eventually stopped emailing me. But the Relief Society president didn't stop calling or texting. (laughs) And then, and then one night it was like nine o'clock at night, which for me is late because I'm a grandma, but it was nine at night. I get this knock on my door and um, I go to the door. Oh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt you right here. It's not even your grandma. Like that shit is <laughs> so rude. That like, is, someone, I mean, that's pretty late, right? To just not. It on is late. Door. Like for me, 8 p.m. is so late. Like if it's like seven, uh, okay, I'm probably having dinner and would be annoyed. Yeah. But after seven o'clock, like I'm old school that way, where I find it very disrespectful to show up at my house Thank without you. letting me know. I'm glad I'm not the yeah. only one. Okay. No, no. So I get a knock on the door, and um, I actually think I had my boyfriend answer because it was kind of late, and lo and behold, it was the bishop and, like, his first counselor of the ward I was supposed to be in, and they asked to talk to me, and so Scott just came and got me, and he was like, they're asking for you, and I think they're from the Mormon church, and I was like, ugh, okay, so I go out there. I think I was in just like little short shorts and a tank top because it's hot here and, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I go out there and I I didn't invite them in, which, you know, that's kind of rude not to. But I was just like, hi. And they introduced yeah. themselves and they were like, we just wanted to let you know that we're your local bishop, Bishop Rick, and we would love to see you at church and we're here if you need anything. And they were just being very, um, they were trying to be nice and polite, but they were also extremely awkward. And I think it was because they could tell that I was uncomfortable. And then, um, my boyfriend, he came out cause I think he could tell that I was feeling uncomfortable. So he came out on the porch with me and he was wearing his, um, university of Utah hoodie, <laughs> which, uh, that's, if you guys don't know, that's BYU's like rival. And, um, anyway, so they kind of were like chatting, like, Oh, who, you know, who are you? And like, are you LDS? And he's just like, Nope. <laughs> I was just like, it was the most awkward thing. And then they eventually left, and I was just felt so upset about that, that I just felt that was such a violation. And then a couple of days later, the Relief Society president, she texted me again, and I, Sarah, I laid into her. I was like, I got visited, I, I felt extremely uncomfortable, I, they didn't even call ahead of time, and I know they have my number because you're calling and texting me. And I've asked you multiple times to not talk to me about the church. And every time you contact me, it's not to ask how I'm doing or to do anything just in a neighborly way. It's about church. And you're pushing the boundaries. You've pushed them too far. And you need to stop contacting me, like, or 
I'm going to have to, I don't know, I'll block you or something. I can't remember exactly how I worded it, but I did that. And then I, I almost immediately, I went online and I, um, officially resigned online on the quitmormon.org website. So, and then after that, actually it all stopped. So really, you know, here's the thing I wanted to bring out when you were saying like how you basically had to say like, or I'll block you and like, I was talking to my boyfriend about this, and, like, his immediate reaction was, well, that's harassment. Yeah. And and I and I kept saying, like, well, no, I know where it's coming from, and he had to stop me again. He was like, Sarah, I get that you say that excuse a lot when you're dealing with Mormons. You always say, but I, I know where they're coming from because I used to be that person. Yeah. He's like, it still doesn't mean it's okay. Exactly. Like, you can't justify what they're doing, and because I didn't grow up with this, I can clearly tell you it's harassment. Yes. Like, and it needs to stop. And we so yeah, yeah, you even taught that it's like we we think that they're coming from a good place because they're taught mm-hmm. to do it with love and with kindness, and they think it's for the right thing to do. But it really is harassment, and it's it's unsettling and it's unnerving, and it's also just extremely irritating. <laughs> Well, it's so frustrating, and I mean, sorry, listeners, you guys had to hear my vent last week or a few days ago. God, I don't even know what today is. A few (laughs) days ago, because I was just so fed up with it, because it blows my mind that you can't just be friends with someone without trying to bring them back to the church. And I I get that, like, I've made that excuse before, like, oh, I get where they're coming from, because I used to do that. And then I had to actually go through the process of, like, Did you actually do that? And to be fair, there were a few examples where I did. But for the most part, I had so many non-Mormon friends and Mormons who had left who were inactive as friends. And I never pulled that bullshit with them. And that's why they kept in contact with me. And they told me that. Yeah. Because they were like, I never felt uncomfortable. Like you, you never, you know push the church on me you genuinely just cared about me as a friend yeah and I was like yeah because that's how it should be like in my mind it was always like it's your choice to make but that shouldn't affect our friendship and I mean like I said to be fair there were other friendships where like I did because I got called as a ward missionary and I had all this pressure to like bring back the fold you know those (laughs) who were inactive and that actually ruined uh, one good friendship I had because I kept trying to push the church on him constantly. And I've reached out to him a few times and I haven't heard anything from him. You know what? I think that brings up a good point is that when probably for a lot of people, it's when they have the calling is when they push it. Because I do have friends and family members that are obviously still Mormon and active and they don't push it on me. But it's when you get in a scenario where your people think that they're supposed to they have a calling to be bringing you back that mm-hmm. it gets like invasive <laughs> exactly and the thing is that it's it's just from my point of view like I just snapped last week because I was like you know there are only a handful of people who have my new German number who are Mormon mm-hmm. and by that I mean I can think of about three people so, and these three people, I thought, were, were finally to that point where, you know, maybe they talk about church stuff a few times, but they don't really, like, push it on me as much as they did before. But then it kind of just made me pissed off because I thought, here it is. Like, here I was thinking that we had reached a point where we could still be friends, even though I was not Mormon, they were Mormon. 
But then this betrayal happens, and I feel like, okay, so you weren't being genuine in your friendship, that it was all just an act so that you could get me to come back to church? Like, otherwise, why would you give my number to the missionaries? Because, again, I want to emphasize that no one had my actual number. Not that I'm aware of. When I left the church, I had a different number. Yeah, so it had to have been someone that you still are in contact with that's Mormon, huh? Exactly. And maybe, maybe I'm pointing the direction, you know, the finger in the wrong direction. Maybe it could have even been my mother. Who knows? Like, I know they can do that still, like contact, you know, overseas and get someone, but I don't think my mom would do that. She's a very respectful person and she will talk to me about church, but she never does it in a pushy way. It's just because it's her social life. Right. right. So she's just in general telling me how she's doing or what she's been up to. And it's going to involve church because that's where most of her friends are. You yeah. Know? Uh-huh, totally. um, but I don't see her, you know, contacting someone in Germany to give them my new number to tell them to come, you know, visit me. Ugh. So, yeah, I guess on that note, I can tell. Yeah, what led tell to your my story. Breaking point. <laughs> yes, tell us your breaking point, Sarah. <laughs> oh, so I remember, Katie, you gave me this quitmormon.com, um, or is it .org? I, I think it's .org, quitmormon.org. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, sorry, then I posted the wrong well, thing. Let me look story. real. Let me look real quick. <laughs> Because I think I put .com, and if it's .org, sorry, but I'm sure people could Oh, no, no, no. You're right. It's .com. I was the wrong one. Hey, <laughs> corrections corner for me. Oh, my God. This never Sarah, happened, how the guys. tables have turned. How the tables have turned. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> yeah, so you had sent me this before, um, and I remember being like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. And then fear and guilt and everything crept in, and I just kept putting it to the side. I kept pushing it further and further to the side. I was like, yeah, 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 I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And then I had another few friends, lovely Lisa, who's been on the show, and a few other friends send me this website and say, hey, it's really easy. This is what I did. You should just go to this website. And I was like, yeah, 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 I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And then I just didn't do it because I was so terrified to do it. I was really scared and just thought, like, what if – my mom finds out or mm-hmm. my sister-in-law who's very active in the church or my niece who follows this podcast like well I have a few who do and I was like I don't want to be held responsible for their <laughs> like you know influence I guess or whatever you want to say so I was like really just freaking out about it and was like no no I'm not gonna do it because it hasn't been an issue yet it's fine blah 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 and then as I kind of already talked about I got this phone call from the YSA couple. So for those listening who didn't grow up in the Mormon church, um, you have missionaries who go on a mission at a young age, like now it's 18 or 19. Um, but they also have like senior mission couples who go like they're married and they can go when they're like financially stable enough to like leave their wives in wherever they are to go travel somewhere else to be gone for like two years and it's usually when they're older like their children are out of the house and stuff exactly so usually they're like i would say what 60s yeah 60s 70s something Uh like that yeah um and usually they're in like assigned to ysa activities which are young single adults so this is like the 18 to 30 year olds yeah and so, like, in Germany, for example, like, in Berlin, they 
they did the institute and then they would cook the meal after institute and everyone like eats dinner after institute and the YSA couple are the ones who make it and like blah 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 um so and to be fair like I've met really lovely ones since being here a few that I was like oh they're really nice and sweet and whatever point being I haven't been to church in over two years like don't know anyone that's in the the Berlin church. They shouldn't have my number. This YSA couple calls me, and it's from a Utah number. Oh, funny. <laughs> so I was freaking out thinking, okay, the only people in Utah who would have my German number are, like, really close to your friends of mine. Maybe something happened, like an emergency, someone died, like... I don't know. I was just like, do I answer? Do I not? Do I not? And so I kept going back and forth. And finally, I just didn't let it. I didn't answer. And uh, I get a voicemail. And then I get text messages being like, hi, this is Sister Blah from the Mormon church and or the LDS church, whatever she said from the YFSA. Um, just wanted to call and see if we can meet up and just chat with you and get to know you a bit better, um, call me back or I will call again tomorrow. And again, we just want to set up a time to meet you. And I was like, Ugh. Oh, why do you want to meet me? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm so pissed. Like I'm so annoyed. Like you not once in that voicemail or in the text message, did you say, hi, how are you doing? I just want to know how you're doing. Like, it was all about, we want to meet up and talk to you about why you're not going to church or whatever. Like, why we haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. Uh, like, it has nothing to do with me. And yeah. listeners, I'm about to put, I'm about to put this bitch on blast. Like, <laughs> I want it. I have to, because then she called back on Sunday. Uh-huh. And I was with my boy, and he was like, oh, you should answer it, or, like, let me answer it and be, like, rude or whatever. And I was like, no, I'm going to see if she leaves another voicemail. Play so it for does. us. Play it for I'm, us. I'm going to play it. Hold on. I have to put it on speaker. All right. Here we go. Hi, this is Sister and Brother Nash again. I was calling back to see if we could maybe make an appointment to come and meet you and get to know you a little bit since we're the new YSA leaders and we think we could use you in our institute program. I was also going to ask you, hoping that you would um, be interested in coming to the state conference choir practice tonight and next Sunday at 5 p.m. 1700 because I'm sure they could use your lovely voice. So I will try to call you later. Thank you so much. Or you're welcome to call me back. Thank you. Bye. So first of all, they want to see how they can use me in the church. And then she asked if I can go to choir practice to hear my lovely voice. Girl, you don't even know if I have a voice, A. And B, if you knew me, you know I do not have the voice of an angel. Like, at all. Oh my goodness. Oh. oh, it made me so angry. Like I had like steam coming out of my ears because again I felt betrayed. I was like, who who gave my number? Yeah. Who is fucking talking about me at ward missionary council meeting, whatever. I'm sure they're sitting around being like, Oh, that's Sarah Little, like, why is she not coming to church anymore? Let's go after her. Yeah. Then 
third, like, you don't even get to know me. Like, you're just wanting me to go to church shit. How about you just actually try to get to know me? Maybe see how I'm doing, what you can help me with in my life that's outside of church-related anything. Yeah, no, they just want to use you in institute, and they want you in their choir, Sarah. (laughs) Exactly. I'm just a fucking number to them. That's all it is. And it's so so sad because I think probably in this lady's, in this woman's mind, I think she probably thinks she's doing this for a good reason. And she's been told that this is the kindest thing she can do, right? And that mm-hmm. they taught her, like, to say things that way. And so I don't think that the actual people are really doing it with, like, malicious intent. No. But they don't understand that they're they're coming off as super in, in, ingenuine, if that's even a word. But... <laughs> It's yeah, not genuine, no. it's not real, and it's you can tell that they're just trying to get you to come back. And that's the thing is that, so I have to read to um, my friend, I found it coincidental, it's all part of God's plan. Yeah. <laughs> that's all part of his Sarah, plan, you know, Sarah, nothing happens just every, because. Everything happens for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that's that's a call out because I got 150 euros stolen from my wallet uh, on a recent travel, and let's just say a lot of it was a lot of things were said, and we're basically like, it's everything happens for a reason, oh my God. And blah blah blah, whatever. That's my biggest okay, so, eye roll statement. But anyways, continue. <laughs> exactly. So my friend, she and I went to BYU together. We were in the same um, apartment complex when I first moved to BYU. So, Katie, you remember that old, dingy, 70s, nasty apartment? I do, yes. I remember. It was awful. Um, So she, I met her there, and then she got married. I went to her, like, wedding reception because I hadn't gone through the temple yet. Went to her wedding reception she was still very churchful, served a mission, blah, blah, blah. In the last few years, she um, has left the church and is very vocal and doing some great. I think she, I'm really, like, impressed with her. She's quite bold and, like, says a lot of stuff that I'm like, oh, my God. If my I could never say that on Facebook because I'm terrified <laughs> of what my family will think and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But she doesn't, so I find a lot of respect for her. Anyways, she posted yesterday. Somebody updated my address with the LDS church and told the LDS missionaries where I live. That somebody needs to fess up right now. (laughs) Let me be clear. That is really disrespectful and bullshit, especially because none of y'all have talked to me for 30 seconds about why I no longer attend the church. You don't know my reasons, so don't act like you care about my well-being when you're not even talking to me about it directly. Ooh, slay. Uh, That is good. Which is what I, that's my whole, like, the reason why I get so upset and just, like, angry about it is because I feel like it's so disingenuous. Like, I don't know if that's word either. Don't know. No, it is. (laughs) It is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just, like, it, it makes my blood, like, boil because I'm like, you know, you're not even taking two seconds to see how I'm actually doing. Or the fact of the matter is that I can be friends with you as a Mormon and not try to push my beliefs on you. Uh-huh. You don't sit there seeing me with a hidden agenda thinking I'm going to get her to leave the Mormon church or him <laughs> to leave the Mormon church. Like right? that's my whole intention. I never do that. I don't filter. I'm myself and I don't try to pretend like I'm not having a beer or, you know, talking about sex or whatever. But at the same time, I never push 
any of my beliefs on them. And so I just get fed up where I'm like, why can't you just do the same for me? Yeah. That's all I'm asking. If you respect me as a friend, as a human being, then just fucking let it go. Yes. Like, let me be as I am, as just like I'm doing with you. Yeah. Like, ugh. Uh, anyway, so that's what led me to, whew, to taking my name off the record. So how with, was it when you did it? How'd you feel? Uh, um. So when I did it, I felt very relieved right I was Mm -hmm. like you know what this was a great decision I'm proud of myself I needed to take this step I needed for it to be done like I am not going back to the church I'm very adamant about bringing down the fucking church like Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back like blah 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 this is a great decision so that happened on Sunday I think it was or Monday um and then it kind of hit me about two days later or maybe a day later with all of that guilt and shame and fear. Like it just hit me like a ton of bricks and I started having an anxiety attack and I started thinking, Oh my God, like what have I done? What if, uh, sorry, I have this massive heartburn issue going on. I was like, also I was reading, which I'll get to eventually to the comments that we received from you guys. Um, our wonderful listeners and some of them were saying stories about how they sent a letter to your parents and um, how sometimes they manipulated the truth in, the, in this letter that they send to your parents. And I instantly went through this horrendous cycle in my head of like, Oh my God, they're going to send a letter to my mom. My mom's going to read it. She probably already knows now. Like she's going to yeah. be so disappointed in me. She's going to, you know, be so upset and feel so guilty and think it's her fault. And yeah. you know, my mom's, older in age what if this causes her health to decline because of like all this stuff was just in my head yeah that (laughs) is something that I can I relate to as well like it's crazy because I didn't um I didn't know if they would send my parents a letter or anything like that I know they they used to do that I don't know if they do like currently but um my dad is actually the a bishop and so I thought I had this massive anxiety like he will definitely probably be told by someone, mm-hmm. by, like, the stake president, and they'll say, hey, we got word that Katie officially resigned, and that gave me a ton of anxiety because my dad, my parents are extremely sweet and extremely loving, so caring and kind and wonderful, and my dad actually baptized me when I was eight, and Aww. so that's, like, one of those things that when you resign, your baptism is just void you know it's null it's like it never happened and that was like kind of a special memory in my life even though I don't believe it at all it is you know it was like a milestone and it was with my dad and so I thought oh I just hope that if he finds out or when he finds out or whatever that it doesn't hurt him because I care about I don't want to hurt him but I still have to be true to myself and you know they know that I don't go to church I'm not whatever in the church anymore but it is one of those things that you worry about hurting family members yeah when you do leave yeah exactly and it's it's annoying that you care and and I sent so that night I was like crying I called my boyfriend and was like I just couldn't even talk on the phone And, and bless him like he doesn't um he grew up in an atheist household. So for him, this is just like he can't comprehend. Like he just can't wrap his head around it because yeah. he's like, I don't I don't understand. Like I just I've never had a religion or I've never 
been a part of this like cult or community that makes me feel a certain way or like associates these feelings of guilt and shame and so for him it was just like oh yeah you left the church like great let's celebrate and get drunk and have great sex you know or like what that was actually me I can't really say that was him that was (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to like put false words into his mouth that was my text message (laughs) um Because I was like, yeah, we're going to, like, drink and have great, like, everything and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, he, he hears from me two days later where I'm like, I'm not really okay with this. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> yeah. Stuff. And he's like, wait, what? Like, you were, we were celebrating the other night. And I was like, yeah, but all of these emotions just, like, caught up with me. And I just feel, like, really, like, I feel like fear as well, like it crept in where I was thinking, what if I made the wrong decision? Like, what if the Mormon church is true? And I just, you know, took my name off the records and blah, 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 blah. And then of course, if my family finds out, then everyone's going to be so disappointed in me. And I can't handle people being disappointed in me. It's like one of the the biggest fears I have and blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was talking to him about this and he was like, okay, but you're making it sound, and he's like, I, I don't understand because I've never been in this situation, but what you're doing is a great thing, and how the church is manipulating you right now is not okay. Right. Like, it's telling you that what you're doing is something that you should be ashamed of, should feel guilty of. It's almost as if you've, like, committed murder or something, and you're, like, having to tell your family or that they're going to know and what you're doing is a great thing. Like it's, you're, you're being true to yourself and you're just leaving a religion. That's it. Yeah. Nothing else to it. But we are, we do get so scared because of what you are taught about like the very worst thing you can do. The very worst thing, like next to murder and having sex when you're not supposed to is leaving the church or denying the truth of the church. Um, And it's like in their theology, it sends you, directly to the equivalent of hell and so when that's been ingrained in you for so long it's really hard to shake (laughs) even if you have resigned and you logically don't believe any of it exactly and I thought that it was interesting as well and this was kind of confirmed to me was so when we we posted that poll the other day of like how many of you have officially taken your name off the records you know either yeah you have or nope you haven't I for sure thought that the number of yeah I have would be crazy high compared to the no I haven't. And that wasn't the case. You know, we had 60 or odd so people say yeah they have and 72 saying that they haven't. So for me that was like a confirmation that it's still a struggle for a lot of people. And I'm not the only person who went through the same type of struggle and the reason why I delayed it for yes. almost two years, you yes. know, was mm-hmm. because it's a scary thing to do because the church teaches you that it's the worst thing you can do. Yes. And imagine imagine before this Quit Mormon website, which let's just give a shout out because not all heroes wear yes. capes. But this man, Mark Noggle, he's an attorney in Utah and he's an ex-Mormon. And he created this and does it for free, does all the legal, like, work for free and will get your name off of the record. So round of applause that's to huge. him because that's amazing. <laughs> but like, Exactly. And you know what? Him, like, I yeah. mean, Katie and I are good people anyways. We were going to give him a shout out because he's doing amazing work. But my boy was also saying that too. He's like, man, you guys definitely should do an episode on this whole process and, like, a hundred percent give a shout out to this guy it's it's incredible yeah and it's it i was thinking about this too before he set that up 
it's it was really 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 hard to officially leave because you had to get the official forms and the legal documents and you probably had to hire an attorney if you wanted it done like correctly or quickly and most of the time you were told you had to go through your bishop even though that wasn't technically true but you would you would have to go through your bishop and then your state president and whatever to get your names removed. And their main agenda was getting you to stay. And so they would, you know, it was basically impossible or very, very, very difficult before this lovely man offered his services online. So yeah, for sure. So thank God for him. Thanks celestial Jesus for his his charitable work. Yes. Before this website, too, so I, I don't know. I heard about it maybe a year after I left. It could, I'm, I'm horrible with timelines, so just to give you guys a heads up, I'm always like, like, five years ago, and it was, like, two months ago. I just, like, don't know timelines <laughs> at all. Um, anyways, I remember Googling how to leave the church, like, take your name off the records, and I remember reading this part on, like, the church website and other documents that were saying, like, yeah, what Katie just mentioned, that you have to, like, first meet with your bishop and then there was another one that was saying that you have to like meet with the missionaries and then that (laughs) then like it was like this whole process and I was like oh fuck that yeah that's my biggest nightmare is to have like to sit around with these Mormons and try to convince them to just take my fucking name off a record and you know they're not going to they're not going to help you they're trying to find a way to get you to stay yeah and they drag it out I read a several cases where it was like really dragged out for a long time because like they just didn't want to take your name off yeah yeah (laughs) anyways that was a little burp for me too you're welcome (laughs) um guys i don't know what it is i am so burpy and i have heartburn what the fuck is happening welcome to to getting older right I'm, it's, it's what happens when you get old. It's sad. I know. Like, literally today I had to tell my boy, like, we have to stop eating past 7 p.m. Because I can't handle it. Like, <laughs> we have to have early dinners from now on. For real. <laughs> like, I can't eat ice cream anymore because it messes up my stomach too much. And when I was younger, it wasn't oh. even a – it was nothing. And now – it's so true though it's like the woes of getting older it's like no joke i feel like as soon as you hit 30 you just like everything yeah it's like my armpits stink now they never <laughs> did like ever like i could go days without wearing deodorant and never had to worry about it and literally just five minutes ago i was like oh my armpits stink and i just put on deodorant motherfuckers like oh what my is God. going on do you have any gray hairs yet I don't. I don't know how I, I don't. When have I hair. turned when I turned thirty, I noticed it was. I swear it was like the ne- next week. I noticed my first. I think I, o- I only have like three or four gray hairs, but there they are, Ugh. just hanging out. I'm like waiting for it. I just know. Like, so I was talking to Jay the other day, um, venting about all the stuff, and I told him I was like, "Listen, it's just been a rough. It's been a rough few months for me, and especially the last few weeks." And he was like, what's going on? I was like, I live in yoga pants. And I literally had to apologize to my boy the other day and tell him, eventually one day you will see me with makeup on and my hair washed and actual clothes and a bra on. Like, it will happen soon. I'm sorry. It's been about two weeks of this look going on. And also a full-on bush. I apologize for that, too. So... <laughs> You know, like, try to be 
sweet, like, oh, it's okay. And I was like, no, it's not. Oh, it's natural. Not okay. <laughs> it, it's not okay when we walk out the grocery store and it's windy and I go, oh, God, something stinks. And then I realize <laughs> it's my hair. It's my hair that stinks. And the wind has blown the oh. fragrance Yeah. So anyway. That was a lovely little sidetrack. (laughs) (laughs) It was. Um, We're almost out of time, but I wanted to read a few of the comments that you guys sent in about, like, the follow-up question I had of, like, if he did leave, what was your experience with leaving the Mormon church? Yes, read some of those. Yeah. I shall, very quickly. Uh, Some people would just say, like, it's fairly easy if you do it through Quit Mormon. Um, They harass you a lot less if you try to do it yourself. Um, let's see, typed a letter, sent it in, uh, which I didn't know you could do, but one person, yes, says they typed a letter, sent it in, checked LDS.org, oh God, LDS.org a couple weeks later to make sure it went through, but most people were saying easy more, like it's really easy to quit Mormon.com. Um, but then I thought this is the part that I think kind of got a bit in my head because people were like. It was very difficult with family, or other people said it was easy, but the hard part was telling my family. Right, yeah. Which I was like, Um, Let's see some more. Oh, yeah, like, I don't know, because I don't know if my parents know I officially resigned, and that's terrifying. Another person, like, I waited a couple years before doing it, because I did that as well, so. Yeah. This one made me giggle. Difficult. Had two elders show up at my door and try to flex on me. It was <laughs> fun. <laughs> that made me giggle. Um, another one, like, it was extremely difficult, social suicide, which I totally get that, too, because once you leave, it's like you're cut off from that community entirely, yeah. and it's it's a hard thing to wrap your head around. Yeah. Um Another one, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Another listener, it was difficult, but others had it worse than me. Um, And then another person, I wish I could, but I have family still very involved, and it's not an option, which breaks my heart because I totally get it. Um, It's it's a hard place to be in. Um, Another one, like piece of cake, um, quitmormon.com. Can you imagine, that just reminded me, the difficult one when your family is still involved, like, can you imagine if you were married to someone who's Mormon? I think that would be oh, so hard to leave. Yeah. Which I have a friend who's like that. Like, she has left. I don't know if she's officially taken her records, her name off the record, but her husband is still Mormon, and they have kids together, and she's she's vented to me a few times that it is really difficult. Yeah, um, because she imagine. just wants him to leave and he's not ready to leave or he doesn't, you know, he still thinks the church is true. So it's a bit of a strain yeah. um, occasionally, which that would be hard, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, this one, I found I was hesitant to do wrong, to do things that were, quote, wrong. No regrets, though. Yay! <laughs> um, yay! Another one, it was easy, but when it was final, I knew I was no longer a member of my family tribe. Sad freedom. Uh, that's that's true yeah yeah um another one i don't consider myself mormon but haven't removed my records yet thinking of it another one difficult it's not easy to learn everything you believed in was false preach yep um it was so difficult i was only 13 and didn't tell my parents until i was 14 and made a teacher i guess he means 
I don't really know. Yeah, because when you turn 14 when you're a boy, you know how they start out as um, deacons, then when you turn 14, you're a teacher, oh. and then when you turn 16, you're a priest. It's like the level of priesthood. Okay. Yeah. Another one I don't know if my parents know. I officially resigned. That's terrifying. Tell me, girl. I know. Um, a few other, just use quitmormon.com, quitmormon.com, 100% to think. Um... This was so, so hard. Pushing the send button was one of the most anxiety-inducing moments. Woo! Yeah. I get it. Yep. Um, this one made me giggle so much when I read it. Girl, we need, like, four bottles of wine for that. <laughs> <laughs> we are open to the wine. Anyone who wants to chat with us and bring wine, like, let's get together. Oh. Please, I would love that. I would love it so much. <laughs> Guys, I I did a dry, this is a side note, I did dry January, and so, like, February, I just drank a little bit, but still not a lot, and then the other night, we got beer to celebrate me, like, you know, taking my name off the record. I barely had two, and I was so drunk. Oh, my like, gosh. <laughs> oh, it was so embarrassing. That's it nice, was, though. Was it's, it's cheaper. <laughs> it is but then I like I sobered up quite quickly because I was like I'm gonna take a bath and then afterwards I was like round two let's go <laughs> let's have some more <laughs> let's go <laughs> um oh these are some good ones like hardest was best thing I ever did for myself and my little family piece of cake in the end I'm engaged to a wonderful non-member and loving my newfound freedom oh good <laughs> So I didn't read everyone's comment, and I'm sorry if I didn't get to it because we just ran out of time. But I loved them all. Katie and I were very like, oh, yes, so glad. Like, honestly, we don't just read these to get kicks and giggle. It's, it's like really important for us. Yes, like, we appreciate your input and your comments and your stories. Like they're good for us, but they're also. I just had a little reminder of it this week that it's really important to share with others and what we're doing here. It's not just me and Katie; it's all of us in this together, and so. Thanks for our little community and for helping make a, a safe space for people to talk about their experiences. Yeah, and realize that we've we've all been through the same thing in some form yeah. or another, which is which is pretty awesome and it's pretty empowering. <laughs> it really is. It's a, I mean, it's unfortunate we had to go through this shit, but you know, <laughs> at least we have uh, this community and other people to talk to about and know that we're not the only crazy ones who believed in a fourteen-year-old boy <laughs> looking at a hat. You know. Translating a book, so yeah, kudos for that. We're not the only ones. (laughs) (sighs) Well, anyways, we kind of went over today. I'm sorry, I was a chatty Kathy again, but thanks for listening and for um, all the input that you guys have given us. Yes, and make sure go on Instagram and send us what you want us to talk about next, topics that you'd like us to discuss. And refer us. Yes, please do. <laughs> we can make this community massive. We'll have our own church of non-Latter-days. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, love it. All right. I think we're good. Have Bye. a lovely week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>